Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hola, Elby. Hola. Oh, that reminds me, since you said that, um, funny thing that uh, was overheard with Sally Shattuck saying to her friend, talking to her friend mm-hmm. Kelly, funny thing, overheard was, okay. was um, they were laughing about somebody, an adult, an old like me, mm-hmm. who thought WTF meant Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> That's good, huh? I like it. I like it. Do we know that the adult really thought that, though, or did they just say it to the kids to... I don't know. I don't know. I like to think that the adult... Didn't know. Didn't, yeah. I mean, that's been around for a while, though, I feel like. Yeah, plus the context. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Why would somebody say that when they're mean, when they're showing, like, this weird exasperation or curiosity? <clears throat> anyway. Um, I guess we can... I am so bored by the... The White House Correspondents' Dinner is just a... It's, it's so. It's actually. I think it's the grossest of all mm-hmm. of anything. Do they still even hashtag it nerd prom? No, I don't think so. Trump do you remember when that. they used yes, to I do that? that? I remember. I I used to hear never ending exposés about nerd prom on NPR. It was like the biggest whorish. Uh, I know navel gazing, ridiculous oh, thing. Yeah. Like we weren't cool in high school, guys, but now this is our chance to dress up and be important. And the self-importance of the whole thing is just, it's gross. And the walking around with celebrities. And look, we get to have celebrities around us. We're very important. This is our black tie dinner. And it, it's just, it's it's just. It is funny looking back and thinking that they refused to even do it during Trump because they were like too upset and didn't want to legitimize well, him. Well, but but they would tell you the reason they didn't do it during Trump is that at that time there was nothing to laugh about because our very democracy was under attack. Oh, right. So here's the sound of Chrissy Teigen, uh, who I believe you can see everything, 
wearing um, some, oh my goodness, I'm going to shock everybody. Now that mm-hmm. the, uh, with Johnny Legend, John Legend, uh, heading right. into the, uh, heading into the thing. And uh, that's another thing. Oh, I'm going to shock everybody. Oh, God. Those are protesters, yada, yada, yada. Here's this guy. I don't even know who this Roy Wood Jr. I didn't. No uh, he's a comedian. He was the he was the the comedian. I think he's like really woke. He wants reparations. A billionaire named Harlan Crow. It's flying Clarence Thomas. A lot of black people wouldn't mind some of that erasure as long as that black person is Clarence Thomas. <laughs> A billionaire named Harlan Crow is flying Clarence Thomas all over the world on unreported trips like an Instagram model, taking Clarence <laughs> to the Maldives and the beaches and all. Pay for his mama's house, this billionaire. Pay for Clarence Thomas' mama's house. No, he bought it. I gotta, from I gotta, I gotta give it up to billionaires. Bill- he bought it from the Clarence Thomas family at a fair market value. Right, and it's to make and it a bunch part of, of the them Clarence owned Thomas it, historic not- museum thing. It's just this. The whole thing is so absurd with the Harlan Crow stuff. And it's like one of these things where they keep saying stuff that doesn't mean anything in hopes that they can, like, make it seem like something's going on by making it sound like something bad happened. Right. When yeah. really it's just rich conservative people hanging out together. Well, right. It's like, it's like this dude is a big, by the way, like, conventional conservative he's like a liz cheney donor mm-hmm. right and he's flying clarence thomas around because they hang out because he's a big he's a billionaire and he's obsessed with conservative politics and he's into that and like it's not like he had a case in front of clarence thomas or something and there's it's like a whole thing they're now digging through everything with every conservative justice because they're on this big push now to declare the whole Supreme Court illegitimate. This is like their little hobby horse that they're into. And saying that a bunch of the justices were appointed by presidents who didn't win the popular vote hasn't really panned out because, well, that's like not how we elect presidents in the United States. So like that's, it's okay that they weren't elected with the, by winning the popular vote. So they, they still get to appoint Supreme Court justices, so there's nothing to see here. And then, you know, they're trying to say, like, well, Trump was an illegitimate president because Russia bought some Facebook ads in 2016, so he's not, so right. he doesn't get to appoint Supreme Court justices. He doesn't get to have fun, and we're not gonna... um, You know, or the Merrick Garland's, which, like, thank God Merrick Garland's not on the Supreme Court. Can you imagine what a piece of crud he's turned out to be? Oh my goodness! With the stuff like the going after parents at the school committee meetings, and like he's he's the worst. He's like the anti civil liberties guy. Lefties used to be into civil liberties, and he's like the. It's unbelievable that the oh, ACLU would want the suit anywhere near the Supreme Court. He is, but he is, uh, the ACLU has changed a lot. Let's just say. Yes, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> it must be, might as well be the uh, SPLC. Uh, but it's funny because they're really on this push now like this the clarence thomas thing they've um been trying to say stuff about um roberts and his wife 
too. I think I think it's Roberts. Is that the other one that they're going after? Are they trying to say that the like there's well, like Kavanaugh, so they're trying to kill well Roberts. I I think it's Roberts. Um, so like his wife is also a big lawyer legal person, and one of her jobs that she does as a job is she pairs she's pairs job seekers with big law firms okay so she like helps recruit people from law schools into from top law schools into big law firms to be hired as associate attorneys or whatever and so then they pay her for this service of hiring people and the left's contention is that roberts should recuse himself from every case that's in which a law firm is involved for which his wife has ever helped them hire somebody (laughs) (laughs) which like is like all the top law firms in the country because she's doing a service for them as her job like which so he should just recuse himself for every case even if no lawyer that his wife knows is even involved or like she knows anybody who's involved in arguing the case like just because the law firm has worked with his wife who's also a lawyer to hire other lawyers like it's it's like an insane contention like but they they frame it they write these articles they're like the chief justice did not recuse himself from cases involving a like a client of his wife's that paid her like you know, $10,000 or something. Can you let Pepper out, please? She's whining. Thank you. Why would he recuse himself from a case because a law firm is involved in arguing it? Like, there's no reason why he ever would. It's not a thing. (laughs) But they're trying to do this with all the justices now. They're digging through everything. And because the legal world is super interconnected and, like, everybody's worked for everybody and dealt with everybody, it's like, of course. I mean, like, a bunch of them worked with places worked for places that then come before the supreme court and argue cases right like a bunch of the justices have argued cases before the supreme court before when they were lawyers working for places that then come argue new arguments before the supreme court obviously i mean like and they're conservative justices what do you want they hang out with other conservatives who then argue conservative cases and they agree with them like what what is the point of the contention do you know what i'm saying like it just makes no sense at all like obviously duh no no, absolutely and there's no like ruth bader ginsburg also argued cases in front of the supreme court and she worked with law firms and organizations that argued cases Mm -hmm. in front of the supreme court that then came back and argued more cases in front of the supreme court like there's no argument there it's the dumbest thing to say but they frame it like there's something nefarious going on so that then liz warren and all these idiots can run around and say that it's like a completely illegitimate supreme court and never in our history and we need to pack the court that's what this is all about that's what this is all about it's just simply Packing the court. If they can't scare them and intimidate them into leaving, saying this is unprecedented and the right. conflict of interest, then or scare Congress into impeaching them for nothing. Right, and that's and that's precisely what this is. It, they just, I mean, people can't. With the left, you're either in control or being victimized. Right. Either something really, really unfair and unprecedented is happening, or you run everything. Right. Like those are the only two choices, and and probably whatever happened to you is also racist too, and fascist, and everything else. Yeah, but by 
back to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, mm-hmm. it, it used to be that the person would get in there and blow everybody up. Right. And, and like, never be invited back. If you, you know, like, you knew you had a good one when they were disinvited and the White mm-hmm. House Correspondents Association was, oh, right. was putting out a condemnation letter. Like, I miss went there during Clinton. Clinton was a fun target for obvious reasons. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and so I just went there and blew up Clinton. And then they brought in the great Norm MacDonald. I don't know what they were thinking there either in 1997. I've been sightseeing, you know, and uh, in fact, I stopped at a museum. This is probably interesting to you guys. They have this news museum now. Have you seen this? It's a museum that's dedicated to broadcast journalism, and they have all sorts of, you know, tributes to to Edward R. Murrow and such, you know. And uh, they have this one fascinating place. It's a, a kind of an interactive display. And visitors, what they can do is they can appear on camera and pretend that they are real journalists, you know. So far, it's been visited 20 times by Matt Lauer. But, uh... See? How protective? <laughs> How dare he pick on Matt Lauer, man of <laughs> impeccable uh, moral uh, pillars. I guess he's a legend, too. I didn't know yet. <laughs> Murrow, Severide, Edwards, and Lauer. All right. <laughs> Did you hear the press then? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my goodness. That was mean-spirited. I know. <laughs> oh, and also today, I took a, a visit to the White House. For any of you who haven't taken a visit to the White House, Unbelievable. So, you know, awe-inspiring and, you know, very a lot of rich in history, He's so beautiful, so you know. Although I did uh, notice a kind of an odd sign on the president's desk. It said, uh, the yen stops here. Have you seen it? <laughs> what the hell's that mean? Another prescient one, huh? I guess so. Jeez. The yen? I thought it was the buck stops here, I'd always heard. <laughs> See, in bad taste. In bad taste. Mm-hmm. But Clinton did have a nice... Uh, relationship with the Chinese. Uh, you know, of course, they say the White House is haunted. Did you know that? And uh, I thought this was kind of sad. I heard uh, last night that President Clinton uh, charged uh, Abraham Lincoln's ghost 10000 to sleep in his own bed. So that's... <laughs> that was a scandal. At the time, so. That doesn't seem right to me, you know? I mean... <laughs> no. But look, the president, you know, has come under a lot of fire for raising money, but you know... You know, he's good at it. He's good at raising money. That's not a bad thing. Every president's done it. It's just that President Clinton is very, very, very good at it. Do you know he has organized in the past year over 100 fundraising dinners and over 200 fundraising midnight snacks? Did you know that? (laughs) Is he laughing? Is he... Is he... No, but President, Mr. President, seriously, you know, I know you've had to work through a lot of distractions in doing the business of running this country, and I, I just want to say, you know, that uh, I implore you, stay focused and, and do the job, and, and try to remember, you know, that, that Rome was not built in a day, you know? I mean, just ask Strom Thurmond, he'll tell you. It's, it was not built in a day. There you go. A classic uh, yuck. There is a great line he has about Ted Kennedy that I think is... What's the uh, matter, Pepper? That is great. Let's see if I can find did they let her out? Sally, did you let Pepper out? Okay, throw a piece of food. There's an old burger in the fridge. Throw a piece of food out and she'll chase it. Let her smell it first, okay? Uh, the classic dog wants to go out but doesn't want to go out in the rain. Okay, Sally? Okay. Go, Pepper. 
Okay. Just the other day, there's a rumor that last week, a certain, I don't want to say who it is, a certain gentleman in ABC News, he went to a party and he got really drunk and he ended up having sex with his own wife. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how these rumors get started, but you know, it's probably just a vicious rumor, really, you know. But as Mr. Arledge knows, of course, TV has become a very uh, tough game. You've got to stay competitive, you know. Uh, as we all know, ABC's Good Morning America is in a little turmoil, you know, a little trouble, a little rating trouble. And uh, they're considering a lot of ways now, you know, to, uh, to boost the ratings. And uh, I don't know, I think they're getting a little desperate. I, I heard that next week Charles Gibson will announce he's a lesbian. I mean, is that... Talk about oppression. I know, that Man. one is right. All right, we can move on from that. Um, <sighs> oh, oh, yeah, okay, so I want to get to uh, today, Vivek Ramaswamy was on with with Chuck Todd, and I got to say, I know some people think Vivek is too slick, and he might be slick, and mm-hmm. he's, he comes from the hedge fund world, he's he got that. He also gets accused of, like, um, being a sort of a spoiler for Trump to kind of just wreck DeSantis, like, there's been a lot of... I don't know, the comment I was seeing about him today was like that he's being a Chris Christie. For, remember when Chris Christie kneecapped mm-hmm. Marco Rubio in the middle of the debate and just like wrecked him for Trump? And like it was pointless because then he knelt down to Trump later mm-hmm. and he's doing the same thing again, by the way. He's saying yes. he's going to run for president, which that side note, like, why? Why do all these people want to run for I mean, president I, I, so bad? I, but anyway, but so that's what... Vivek is getting accused of basically is like tearing into Ron DeSantis to help Trump, basically. Right. Or just a VP wink. Trans movement has become a cult. We need to abandon climate religion in America. I definitely find the idea of systemic racism revolting. I say this. How do you square those statements with unification? These are divisive times. This is a polarizing time. We're pretty evenly divided on these cultural issues how do you unite, do you unite the country when you're essentially denigrating the views of half of the country? I don't think I'm denigrating the views of half the country. I mean, let's take the touchiest of those subjects right now on the trans issue. Mm-hmm. I think that when a kid says that I'm born into the wrong body, that my gender doesn't match my biological sex, mm-hmm. more often than not, that is a case of a mental health disorder. That doesn't mean you disrespect that person. It means they're crying out for help. I met with two young women who regret the decisions they made going through double mastectomies, one a hysterectomy, chemical intervention, now trying to teach kids across the country that when you're struggling inside, going through adolescence, yes, that involves some struggle. We live in a cultural moment today where adults are affirming that confusion rather than actually you ever, treating them compassionately. That's a, cruelty. You ever talk to parents that have a, a, a kid who's going through this? I have, actually. Yeah, yeah and I think I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's a parent. My point it's is a difficult this, place to be. I acknowledge right. that. But yeah. what we need to do on both sides here is act with compassion, not really what makes us feel good about ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's my main issue across what our response to well, transgenderism and the climate. It's solving the actual underlying issues okay. rather than what allows you to signal your virtue. What makes it compassionate, though, to uh, pass a law that denies a parent uh, uh, making their own health care decision for their kid? That's the part of this. That doesn't sound very conservative. Because it's cutting off the breasts. uh, Yeah. There's a lot of uh, medical decisions that we don't let parents and kids make together. 
because they're considered to be really like dangerous bad things among other things i mean like you don't get to decide if you qualify for like organ donation organ transplants typically there's like lists of reasons why you could qualify or not qualify like there's all kinds of reasons certain procedures are allowed for people are not allowed for people Medical procedures right. are extremely like, heavily regulated. You sound like my buddy Vivek. And small government well, to me. Well, look, there isn't a state in this union that allows you to smoke an addictive cigarette before the age of 18 that allows you to get a tattoo before the age of 18. That's a body-altering change that a kid may later regret in life. So I think it is perfectly reasonable to say that if you're after 18 years old, you're free to decide whatever you want to do. That's what it means to live in a free country. But below the age of 18, I think it's perfectly legitimate to say that we won't allow genital mutilation or chemical castration through puberty blockers you're for the purpose of that, transition. But how do you know it's that? Again, how do you know? Are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is uh, as binary as you're describing yeah. it? Are you confident that I it am. isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. Do you know I'm, this as a scientist? Well, there's there's two X chromosomes if you're a woman, an X and a Y. That means there's you're a, a man. lot so of scientific research out this. there. There's a lot of scientific research out there that says gender is a spectrum. Chuck, I, I respectfully disagree. Gender oh dysphoria for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-5, has been characterized as a mental health disorder. And I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that. I think that's cruelty. When a kid is crying out for help, mm-hmm. what they're asking for is, you got to ask the question of what else is going wrong at home? What else is going wrong at school? Let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that, rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding but for the last I, I go back years. to this. If a parent is dealing with a child that has these, that yes. may have these issues, trust me, the parent, the last thing they want to do is consider something like this. But if that is what they think could help their child pursue happiness or they're not to kill themselves, I, why take away that option? Again, it, why shouldn't it be up to the parent? So part of why parents now suddenly feel that way, let's ask ourselves that, Chuck, is we've created a culture that teaches parents that they're being bigoted or that they're bad people if they don't actually take those steps. Mm-hmm. So part of what I think is, listen, gender dysphoria for the rare few people who have suffered it mm-hmm. is a condition of suffering. My question is, why on earth are we going out of our way mm-hmm. to create even more of it? And there's no doubt that the cultural movement in this country, even education, is creating more gender dysphoria. If it's a condition of suffering, yeah. let's not create more of it. That's what we're doing. Let me ask you about the Disney dust off. Okay. It is interesting, interesting because with pushing back. Go ahead. It is interesting because it's uh, it's fascinating to see. And like, I honestly credit in a big way Tucker with this because Trump was not going to push the trans issues or the right. gay issues. Like, he doesn't care about that at all. Trump doesn't. Sally. Um, but how'd that work? The, um, okay. Good girl. But the fact that we're having this conversation and that there are multiple. Uh, Republican candidates for president who are saying this stuff, multiple governors of states saying this stuff, talking about it, shows how much things have changed since 2016 when Trump was elected because no one was talking about this in 2016. No one was. And I mean, the left has obviously pushed this issue in a big way, but I don't think people on the right realized until very recently, until the last few years, how serious an issue this is and how extreme the left has become on this issue. And it's taken people like Libs of TikTok, like Tucker Carlson, exposing what these people are actually saying about what they believe needs to happen to children who are going through this. And, you know, the the fact that the right has like unified on this issue and is saying this stuff when 
I mean, the right had completely given up on the culture war after the gay marriage thing, right? It was basically the right, I mean, and even before the gay marriage, it basically had become like an issue where the right just said, you know, okay, fine, you win. Where you are now is where we'll be five years from now. And that's not what has happened on this trans stuff. In fact, I think it's made Republicans question a lot of, and, and normal people too, not like political people. It's made a lot of regular people kind of question how harmless and live and let live the whole LGBTQIA plus movement and how harmless it all was to start with, right? Well, like, I, I think. But, I mean, I, I think that as soon as it went past LGB. Well, right, but I mean, it was. I think there was a lot less questioning, even of like a pride parade or something, a few years ago. And there's always been raunchy stuff at pride parades. Yeah, of course. Um, that's not new, but. You know, I I think that there, I think that there's been a realization that there really is a slippery slope, that this really is real, that the left had said like, no, consenting adults in their own homes, what business is it of yours? Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, don't get gay married. Like, you know, there was kind of this whole push and, you know, the right had really kind of said like, okay, fine, you get this one. And I think what has happened is that there's been a realization now on the right that that really it does open the door to so much more stuff that there really is a slippery slope and it really does involve kids and that, you know, that, that, that this isn't just some anomaly straw man that crazy Christian conservatives came up with. This is real stuff that the left is trying to do, was always trying to do, and they did move right from gay marriage onto the next stuff, and they'll move right from the trans stuff onto the next things after that, which I assume is going to be pedophilia. I, I think most people think that that's in the cards with this movement, right? So I think that, you know... It is, but I do think that it's worth saying that I think that there are many people, probably the majority. I don't. I think the majority of those informed anyway of LGB who are saying hold the freaking phone. I think more yeah, people but are I saying think, wait a second. I mean, not even the pedophilia. Not, I think oh, by far the majority with, oh, don't yeah. want to do with pedophilia. Oh yeah, but I think the but I think that they're looking that... and saying and saying wait a second with the the twerking in front of kids like what, what why are kids involved in this and i think if you're the lgb especially the people mm-hmm. who you know saw then the you're bleep, upset that been this through is, a lot. yeah you're like man what are you doing to this what are you doing that- to our progress right, right now right and but i think that i think that the realization has become that the activist class that fought for gay marriage legally that this group of people who's been fighting for this has wanted this result all along not most of the regular gay people who are just out there living their lives right but but there is but the group of activists that pushed this that brought these cases to the supreme court that did this stuff like that this group of people the people who've run the pride parades and everything else that like this is always what they've wanted you know, and I think that you're seeing that happen right now, like in Florida, for example, where they were told that they couldn't, um, you know, have 
nudity in front of kids and they canceled the pride parade. <laughs> right. So there and and did you see this um this Colorado House of Representatives person? Oh yeah, the the so, guy dressed in a, a, as a girl. No, 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 not that. Oh, that that's okay. different. That's a different crazy. Thing. That's I think that's Montana actually, but this Colorado one. Let me send it to you. Where, um, in Colorado, the they made it uh, a class six felony indecent exposure to minors, and twenty seven Democrats voted against it. And I just resent you the video um, of one of the state reps saying that. The reason she voted against it is because it targets the transgender community. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's a little hard to argue that if you're that I mean, they're the ones making the argument that this is inherent to the LGBTQIA plus community. Right. Like Florida says, you know, you can't expose yourselves to children. And they're like, well, fine, then we have to cancel the whole pride parade, you know. Oh, that's like, fantastic. You know what I mean? What a story. That's fantastic. Or, or this woman These in types Colorado. Of laws have been used to ban drag shows. No, just the ones where you expose yourselves to children. Who use the restroom of the sex that they identify with, a public restroom, to charge them with felony charges. I am very concerned about the attacks against the transgender community that are happening across the country. Can somebody please do a report on these attacks? <laughs> I know. Where is this happening? Well, Where is this happening? Wasn't there a story recently? Yeah. That, um, a transgender American was targeted during her sex work. Yes, the, the uh, sex work part was by, in the seventh paragraph. By um, And she had previously done an interview, by the way, about um, how difficult it was interacting with uh, the transphobic black men that she interacted with as a sex. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Worker. Yeah. A trans sex worker. I and mean, it's not, not, it's not as if, obviously, that sex workers have it coming, but the point is, it's a little bit of a risky occupation. It's a dangerous line of work. Especially when you're dealing with drunk Men who um, may also be involved in other violent criminal activities. Yes, uh, who are surprised to find a penis, <sighs> or embarrassed, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> when I initially read this bill, it did not even come to mind for me either. 
as an advocate. But as I've looked at the bills and as I've talked to my colleagues who are fighting these types of bills across the country, it's very clear to me that the language is very much mirrored in some of the laws that have been used to target members of our community because of who they are. Uh, See? Laws against indecent exposure to minors target the transgender community. I mean, if that doesn't say the quiet part out loud like i don't know what does right i if you're saying you're the one saying that's inherent to your movement not us it kind of reminds me of like when massachusetts did the bathroom bell right where they said that you could use whatever because originally the public accommodations law when they did it didn't include like bathrooms and locker rooms and then they did it and obviously maura healy who's now our governor got uh, a bunch of press for saying telling people to hold it if they didn't like it when they went to pass this bathroom version, right? Um, but one of the amendments that the Democrats in Massachusetts voted down, you know, the extremely few Republicans in Massachusetts put forward an amendment to the bill, the bathroom bill that said that um, it should exclude sex offenders, <clears throat> registered mm -hmm. sex offenders shouldn't be able to... Uh, have the right to use whatever bathroom or changing facility they wanted. Right. And the Democrats voted that amendment down. So it's like, if you won't even put like I basic, simple precaution. So this has been going on for a while what, in really I mean, blue states where the Democrats. advocacy for you if you're part of the LGBTQIA plus trans um, and groomer community. Know, really, like, people are really looking out for you. Right. <clears throat> the left loves the Since sex you're offender being community. Targeted, you may target others. Just pay it forward. <laughs> Remarkable. <sighs> so, is that it on that? Uh, that's it on that. I wanted to get to Ashley D'Amato, who I've got a personal problem with. She's a girl on TikTok. She's a Boston <clears throat> lifestyle TikTok influencer. Right. And, oh, which wait, I didn't know. The one I know she, she is. Does she which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently is a thing. There's a whole bunch of those. Maybe you should a become a Boston one. lifestyle. One of them is trying to like is trying to like is trying to like peel in on Matt Shearer's on his uh, stuff that he's doing. Mm -hmm. And there's all too, there's way too many Boston TikTokers. Duncan Kedge, come on, Fitzy. It's like oh, cut it out with that crap. <laughs> so uh, she does get accused in her <clears throat> replies and stuff. Uh, is your dog trying to eat the gravel that spilled out of your bamboo plant earlier? Oh, is that true? <laughs> I don't know. Do dogs eat gravel? Yeah. Um. Anyway, what was I even going to say? Oh, yeah. Apparently, like, being a Boston TikTok influencer is a thing. This one, Ashley D'Amato, apparently lives in the North End. She gets accused of faking her Boston accent. Okay, let me play her. Uh, so her. they did a whole news wrap on her. Taco shells, chocolate oh, cotton chair, candy. Right you could put chocolate on rocks and I'd eat it. You know what I mean? It's really my life, honestly. It's the only thing that's keeping me going. The Chocolate Expo in Wilmington even had booze-infused chocolate. Is this chocolate. the same story? I don't no, know this that is, that's... They just put in their own TikTok mat in there for uh, instead of, instead of uh, Ashley D'Amato. Uh, is this the one that I sent you? Yeah, but it's not playing like you want you want it to. It opens in other windows and stuff. Uh, oh, let me find it. It worked for me. But oh. um hear that guys? You hear that? Well, I don't know. It worked One for could me. get the cuts before the show starts. Oh no, I see. It's a TikTok embedded in the news 
in the in the article. You know it. Your wife knows it. Your friends know it. So, yep. well, listen to the ad. Authentic? No. <laughs> kitchen shaped hole in your. Thankfully, bull. You need to create a or kitchens and extra fun to your world. Bull BBQ. Havid yad. What do you think? Havid yad. Pack the can. The Havid yad. What do you think? Authentic? No. <laughs> Ashley D'Amato faces her fair share of skeptics when it comes to her Boston accent. Some people say it's like ugly, and some people say it sounds like I have like a speech impediment and then other people are like oh my god i love this so i'm like what i don't care she's been a full-time lifestyle tiktoker for about a year and a half and she's constantly getting comments from people that don't believe her easty accent is real this is me if you don't like me i can't i can't change the way i talk her fiance is from new hampshire you actually can change to get a good laugh about, about it, it. and it's i not said impossible. oh like you need to get a tie iron and he was like hold <laughs> up what did you say yeah she is saying tire iron. She says she doesn't let the negative comments get to her, but it started to make her realize just how thick her accent is. In the North End, Emma Friedman. Okay, so this is my feeling on this. Okay. Uh, inconclusive. You at didn't the finish the thing, though. What thing? The video. That she, the, the reporter was saying goodbye to us. No, because she talks about how they can't agree on what to name their kids because they pronounce the names too differently. No. That's the in the one that I listened to that I sent. Okay, you. here she is. Hello. Okay, so we are going to New York, the city. What? Okay, let's try this again. So we are going to New York this weekend to hopefully find my wedding dress. So let's pack together. We're gonna stack mm. the essentials right now because packing I've known for some pretty harsh is ten times harder. I'm packing for like a week-long vacation in the Caribbean because New England is so bipolar with their wedding. It's that sounds legit. Oh my god, their weather. New England is bipolar with their weather. It's gonna rain. That doesn't be like sixty She's all embellishing. weekend. I think I she's no playing it up a little bit. She's embellishing. Absolutely, fairly attractive though. So we'll let so it go. you let her embellish. Do and a I, fake Boston do accent like at you? Do you like trashy <laughs> accents or not? Of course you do. All right. Okay, let me see what we've got next on the rundown, Allison. Okay. Am I allowed to do a story? Yeah, no. dog, please. Um, so some debate, uh, by the way, today about the um, about the Pledge of Allegiance, among other things. Um, Joyce Carol Oates, the author, tweeted that she's never heard of saying the Pledge of Allegiance in school as a student and that that doesn't happen and only happens in like crazy places in the South and not in mainstream America. She tweeted, in all my years of being in school, so somebody said, what democracies force children to pledge allegiance daily? First of all, nobody's forcing you to pledge allegiance. It's been well established in the courts that you don't have to if you don't want to pledge allegiance. But um, anyway, Joyce Carol Oates said, in all my years of being in school and a student and a teacher, I've never once witnessed anyone pledging allegiance to a flag. Maybe some schools in the South? Certainly not mainstream America. Sounds like a rerun of gun smoke. What the hell is that? <laughs> did, did you did you say the pledge in school? Every day. Yeah. <laughs> like all through school. I'm pretty sure like Massachusetts has it as a law that like they have to do it. You can't force anyone to do it who doesn't want to, but they like have to do it in the schools every day, don't they? 
They always did. <laughs> like, I've never heard of anyone not doing it. I don't understand how you could go your whole life in America and never see the Pledge of Allegiance done in a school because it seems to happen all the time. And then also I saw this story. So, like, I don't... I don't know where these liberals live or like what they do, but I i mean, like I grew up in a pretty liberal place, sure. as did you. And we said the Pledge of Allegiance all the yes. time. So I don't know where this is happening, where like they don't say the maybe some private schools or something. Right. Is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. But let us know if you've experienced if you're shocked to hear that in some schools they pledge allegiance every day, because I was astonished to hear somebody say they'd never heard of such a thing. I thought it was like completely normal anyway so we've got unfortunately it's it's time for the hot sauce well can i just finish that thought yes, with yes, one more ahead. piece that links into this and then we'll have more stuff in the patreon we've got bonus a show. hell of a lot of stuff we have a lot of stuff to get to i'm so thrilled to get to that maybe okay to, 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 okay we'll do that in the patreon oh, that i'll also do on my radio show tomorrow so okay. in case you miss it if you're not a patreon subscriber feel free it'll be podcast tomorrow i won't be there but I'll, you know you're invited well um, who, long, who knows how long I will be there? Okay. Well, anyway, um, if you want to hear me talk about it, you can sign up for the Patreon, I guess. Um, but anyway, I was going to finish this thought, which is, um, have you heard of a restaurant called Mission Barbecue? Sounds familiar. It sounds like it's not a mess. I guess it's like a chain, uh, the okay. Mission BBQ. So one of the things they do at Mission BBQ is every day at noon, they play the national anthem. And I guess it's not like required or something, but a lot of the customers will like stand up for the national anthem as one does for the yes, national anthem. Yes. And not everybody does it, but like some people do. So it's like part of their thing. So, but apparently like a bunch of people have just discovered that they do this. And I don't know if they've like never been to a sporting event or what it is, but um, one customer, a TikToker was in a mission barbecue and um, took a video of it and said that it was by far the most dangerous situation they've ever been in, that they were shocked and horrified to see this happen. The clip starts off with this TikToker, Paulina, recording her pancakes and then the interior of the restaurant. She stays seated in front of her meal as other patrons stand up and salute the flag as the star-spangled banners play on the on the loudspeaker. Her camera pans to TV sets hanging on the walls displaying animated graphics of American flags. A caption for the post reads, By far the most dangerous situation I've ever been in, followed by hashtag <laughs> get out, hashtag illegal, hashtag white people things. Hashtag. <laughs> One great. commenter remarked that this isn't a unique experience in the restaurant, blah 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 um and then a bunch of people talk about it but um somebody else agreed they thought it was an uncomfortable situation girl i would be sweating one commenter couldn't understand why a restaurant would do that was it like for a reason or did it just start playing and randomly and they all got up on a reflex wild so yeah but once again like do you not have you ever been to like a baseball game or anything like how are you that astonished in a country well, when they play the national anthem? Well, because it's going to lead to violence. And you know how many of us are being killed every single day? It's just victim culture. They want, oh, good, there's another reason I can, me feel, of I the, can feel threatened. Was it a New York Times writer who was afraid of all the American flags on Long Island? Yeah. <laughs> Scared of them? Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. Who are these people that are like, my God, they're saying the Pledge of Allegiance in the schools. They're playing the national anthem. I don't know where the cube is. You took it last night. Don't put that in your mouth, please. What's the cube? 
the piece of my charger. Don't put the charger in your mouth. Then it's really not going to work. The piece of the charger that plugs into the wall, he took it last night. I wasn't able to charge my phone yesterday either because you took the charger from my room. So I don't know where it is now. Um, But it's it's where, but you do know because it's wherever you took it. Well, we'll, go, help you. well, go find the charger where you this put is, it because you took it from my room and you put it somewhere. So that's to this why headline. the phone's this at 4 This is the headline writing from National Review. Oh, Don Lemon met the fate that awaits all news, newsmen who are obviously past their prime. Ouch. Ah, that is wonderful. Taken down by Nikki Haley of all people. Who knew? I know. Isn't that great? And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Awesome. So maybe sauce? I should take it back about all these nothing presidential candidates. Yes. Um, if they could get rid of Don Lemon for us. All right. Uh, the hot sauce is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. I got a little bit of criticism because I posted my breakfast sandwich the other day and I did not have hot sauce on it. Though, in my defense, the cheese that was on it was super spicy. Alice is not... Well, you, you use a little bit of hot sauce now. I was saying maybe I should have put some of the pineapple hot sauce on it and do like a sweet and spicy thing. Anyway, because Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce does have two new flavors. They have the original, which is the spiciest, very full of flavor. Now they've also added to the lineup bourbon and pineapple flavors. Not quite as many Scoville units in those, but still definitely bring the heat and the flavor like you love from Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. You can find those at Market Basket, at Big Y. You can find them at ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. They are delicious. Plus, they donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation, and they are a certified uh, disability-owned business as well. So, I mean, you're doing lots of good while you shop there, as well as getting to eat really a delicious hot sauce. All right. Here we go, Allison. I'm ready. Wait for it. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hi. Hey, Tom, I got to tell you. Yes. You're against sunglasses. Correct. Now uh-huh. you seem to be against cigars for some reason. Yes. What's next? Are you against like motorcycles, boats, <laughs> or are you just completely against fun and gentle? <laughs> He's against boats. I know that. <laughs> I'm against like um, uh, I'm against. You might be against motorcycles. Too, I'm against motorcycles. <laughs> I'm afraid of them. I've never ridden one. My brother put me on the back of his once and went over 100 miles per hour. Uh, I, here's my problem with. And I do think that the guys who are the motorcycles, who are all like dressed like tough guys and like rumble the earth, like the, the wake mm-hmm. up neighborhoods. I think it's a hardo tough guy thing trying that you're trying to be. Because what's wrong? What's wrong is he stole my charger. Now he doesn't know where it is. No, and he think can't he found it. I think he said he found it. I think the uh, phone ran out of batteries, as it does mm. when you don't charge it and you lose the charger. So, uh, so, so, but the, my only problem is this: is that I mean, we know if the motorcycle um, made, um, um, how would you buy, buy say had a lisp? <laughs> or made it uh, made it obviously that it was trans. If the motorcycle cheap went, then nobody would want that noise. People ride Vespas. It's, it's a tough noise, not the motorcycle set. Vespas, I got my own problems with those that set. <laughs> believe me. But so so here's the thing is. But that, you're right. It would be if all motorcycles were Vespas, it would be a different group of people using them. Right. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but my so. My, So, Why don't you borrow this for a few so, minutes? But I have a caveat here. I do have a problem with motorcycle people who drive motorcycles. I'm not in the bourbon and cigar set, too. 
Except Chelsea Fire bourbon flavored hot sauce, you love obviously. Yeah. Yes, within reason. But but uh, but well, the problem is in all three of those cases, even though it's an affectation, whatever, is that the motorcycle crowd are usually really good people. Yeah, and many some of the cigar crowd are good people. And a lot of them are good conservatives, too. A lot of the boat people are. Remember the Trump boat A lot boat of the boat parades? people are, too. But you also I, but don't like boats. I don't have a problem with people who have boats. I have a problem with people who, when I'm on their boat, which I'm <laughs> never thrilled to be on, make me crank something and are happy that they know so much more about the boating than I do so that they use their knowledge of the jib and the, the winches. Well, that's whatever, like sailboats. To tack. But yeah, but there are some big ones, too. Or, or like any motorboats. There's a hard guy thing. A dude with sunglasses on a motorboat is somebody who we probably don't have a whole lot to talk about. They're probably a Trump voter, though. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. So, so, yeah, that that's that does it for my problems and pool players. That was when I was in my twenties, though. But I don't think that does do it for your problems. I think you have problems with a lot more people than that. But but, I mean, everybody (laughs) has a problem problem with a lot. I, I mean, the sunglass thing, it's fine. It's fine. If it's your crutch that you want to do, that's fine. I mean, I just use my eyes, which are set. So, it's interesting. So, I was at kind of a mom party this oh. weekend, and one of the moms was wearing her sunglasses, and it was very rainy. And she said she wore them because they're prescription. Well, they make them non-tinted, too. <laughs> that is not acceptable. That's okay. not acceptable. Was she one of the more attractive moms? Uh, I don't know how to read. Okay, enough said. (laughs) For some reason, what's next? Are you against like motorcycles, boats, or are you just completely against fun and gentle? Yes. I gotta tell you, I think I'm gonna switch sides. I'm Team Alice all the way now. There is talk. Oh, you think she's for fun? (laughs) I am for fun. You like if you like wholesome fun, long chess tournaments. Then she's your girl. (laughs) I'm for wholesome fun. I like singing around the piano at okay. the family holidays. Fifteen seven. <laughs> like... Hello, hey Tom and Alice. I don't know if you saw these ads um, on Twitter for Stop Jewish Hate, but I understand uh, the marketing and everything behind them. But like the acting and everything, it's just like so hokey. Like there's one with this father and son, and they're like in the car, and uh, they're seeing these um, Jewish kids uh, come out of um, like. Uh, School, I guess, and then the uh, dad's like, "Yeah, you go tell them their Jews what they need to know. Go really? out there, boy." It's just like, oh my god, it's so hokey, unbelievable. Then there's another one where um uh, somebody uh, spray painted a uh, 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 like a swastika on the garage of this Jewish family. And then it says uh, something about damn Jews or something on the, <laughs> on the, the garage they painted. And then, like, okay, the I've next got one. I've got one. Hold on, Justin. Goes over and... Uh, I haven't seen and, uh, it. I've got paint. one here. Oh, damn. It's one of, one of my eight Twitters. I mean, which one is it? Mm. I just found one. Okay, here we go. Stand up to Jewish hate. Okay. This kid uh, looking at a TikTok where it says, My Bar Mitzvah. In comes the message, Jews are a disease. Nice song, Jew boy. Get your Jewish nose, get it any bigger. In come the messages, the anti-Semitic message. Didn't take long for this kid. Why are they? Okay. Does that happen a lot on TikTok? I assume so. 
Hey, Isaiah, your prayer really inspired us. So now there is a group of um, folks, mm-hmm. black lives, which is fine. I'm not trying to read. I'm trying to see what's happening here. Oh, okay. Okay. So the, the haters were obviously not black. Oh, of the course support, not. Oh, they were like Justin was saying. Yeah, the haters were okay. But, but wait a second here. It says nearly 70% of Jewish Americans faced anti-Semitic hate online last year. First of all, online is a place full of a-holes. Of course. Of course. Yeah, there's hatred towards everybody online. And, and, and I th- the anti-Semitic stuff is disgusting. It's, it's founded by stuff. Robert Kraft, by the way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. We love him. Uh, this organization, but, apparently. But, um... Uh, I don't think we should be using online messages where you are essentially, not even essentially, you are definitely anonymous, which is a pit of snakes, for anything. For anything. Right. It doesn't mean People anything. This stuff talkers. online is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you found that, Justin, though. I appreciate that. And also, if you're somebody who's... And I don't think we mind Robert Kraft, generally. Uh, we like speaking. Robert Kraft. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have really any issue with him, I don't think. Really, I like is that I like that his like girlfriends are fifty years younger. It's like it's so powerful because you know, we've talked about this before. I'll, well, I'll save it for the sure the thing. Patreon, show? Patreon, Patreon, replica Shattuck. I'm a little conflicted here, Tom, because um, I've been giving a little bit of thought, and I, and I think I've come around to your thinking that I agree the Big Mac sauce only belongs on the Big Mac correct burger. I actually had one yesterday just to just to confirm it. It's a special combination and of flavors. Yes. I was speaking with it this uh speaking about it with someone else because the conflict was back in like the late nineties or the early two thousands, McDonald's had a little gym called the Arch Deluxe. Hmm. And it had its own special sauce. I remember the Arch Deluxe. I don't know that I ever got one or knew much about i don't think i know about it and then they came out with a um a thing that where you could get two quarter pounders for two dollars we like that so (laughs) i would go in and say i will take two quarter pounders please and can you please put arch deluxe sauce on it Uh, so i kind of violated what you're talking about yeah and you held up the line but (laughs) the arch deluxe is no more so he's could have been a tiktok influencer replica yeah, no, I appreciate that, but I don't I, oof, I don't like uh, cross-pollination. And of course, Replica is referencing, we talked about the Big Mac sauce, if you're wondering, on our new podcast, which you should all go subscribe to and listen to. You find a more genteel way to try to solicit What do you mean, what's genteel? You should all do it. You should do it. It's really good. Well, ask them nicely to do it. Please, please listen to our poor little podcast. We really need you. I find that the listeners, I like a conceited Lexington Yacht Bunny <laughs> attitude and the cruelty I like and the <laughs> elitism. Cruel. I'm very nice. But I think they like the sweeter, more intellectual version. 
Okay. Um, we really hope you listen to our new podcast. It's so really fun making it. And you guys are really so nice Funny, to listen. So and all have, the great reviews so and ratings. The way, you, you know who you are. You're, you're Dylan Mulvaney. To, I haven't even gotten to say Dylan the Mulvaney. name of the show yet. You're the Dylan Mulvaney of decent sweet girls. You I, so hate them. I haven't even gotten to Go say ahead. the name of say the, the show name yet. Of the show. It is called... The All You Can Eat podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you like to listen to she podcasts. Pulls the Jean Pierre. Opens the right Trapper in. Keeper to find the name of her own podcast. No, I'm looking to see if there is any good reviews that I should read out loud. Oh, here we go. All anti-Semitic. As a, as a regular listener, seven. five stars. As a regular listener of the Great Tom Shattuck Burn Barrel Ooh. podcast, I thought I would give this a listen. The best compliment I think I can add is that this is like a conversation with friends hanging out at your kitchen table. It's fun, funny, and you find yourself thinking, oh, yeah, or I remember that. Tom is funny, and as the saying goes, I came for Tom, but stayed for Alice. <laughs> listen to this and his other show for a couple of episodes. You will find out just what I mean. Already hit subscribe and off to episode two. My only wish is that these were 60 minutes. Let me guess. Let me guess. Inner circle. This is inner inner circle. What's the name on this one? Uh, I do know who this is. A H J sixty. But I'll tell you later. But great review. Thank you so much huh. for reviewing it and rating it. Is guys. J a French Canadian name? No, it's just A H J the initials. Okay. I don't think it's a French Canadian. Okay. Why would it be a French Canadian? Because I know a lot of J's. I don't think I don't know. Anyway, I don't. The person's name isn't Jay, but whatever. It's, thank you for H. Thank you That's for so, the great so nice. review. My There's goodness. some great reviews on there. There's three episodes out now. I haven't socialed the third episode yet. I'll have to do Social that. Social the third episode. I know. Did was, I do it's it? Super. Cr- no, you just put it up. But so we didn't do it Friday when there was when there was. Uh, well, the episode came out. Those of you who are already subscribed, I'm sure have already listened to it because it just auto downloaded yeah. right into your queue. So I hope you loved it. There's um, far less sex in that one, although I'll try to. Wedge it in. Um, Tom talks about his spinach juice or something. That it's he dust, has. my dust, friend. Dust. Spinach well, juice. you make it into juice. Spinach juice. <laughs> I don't I, know. There <laughs> you go. Tom talks about his spinach juice or something. From, for, from his little diet. <laughs> so anyway, but you should go listen to that. And I mean, sorry, please go listen. <laughs> Why don't you save this for the closing credits? Okay. Hey, Tom. Yes. After listening to your foot powder story, <laughs> it's yeah. a wonder that uh, you have five offspring given to you by Alice. Please, dude, you got to self-censor sometimes. <laughs> Love the show. Thanks again, man, for making me laugh. <laughs> that was a great. Uh, that was a great message. It- Our house currently. I asked Tom yesterday if there's like anywhere in the house that's not covered in white foot powder and he said no gotta do it because i got one of the clean towels out of the pile of clean towels and when i like set it down there was like a pop of foot powder that came out of it (laughs) (laughs) so that's my life now um, is tom's foot powder it's it's winter green fresh around the hair if you guys ever come over Thank you so much for listening. I love all you guys and appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening to this show. Obviously, if you want to join us for the Patreon bonus show, that's at patreon.com slash burn barrel. You can also catch the live streams there. Um, As I was mentioning, there's also now the All You Can Eat podcast. You can find it everywhere you listen to podcasts. The Twitter is 
all letter U can eat. Um, but yeah, check it out. Love you guys. Have a great day. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.